Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. From the lakefront to the riverfront, this is where Wisconsin sports fans come to talk. The Bill Michael Show. Now, here's your host, Bill Michaels. Final hour of the Bill Michaels Show, and we are glad you are with us. As always, thanks so much for taking a listen to us. This portion of the program brought to you by our good friends over there at Bud Light. Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Uh, time to talk some about uh, not only the Green Bay Packers and the moves that they have made, but also about uh, more so the NFC and uh, the Packers' spot in it. Joining us now, the Schneider Orange Hotline, our good buddy, our NFL insider, our Radio.com NFL insider, Ross Tucker. And the insider calls are brought to you by Mercedes-Benz. Drive a Mercedes-Benz van and find out how far an extra mile really goes. Check out Ross's daily betting podcast, Bet Sweats, uh, every weekday from uh, 10 a.m. to noon uh, Eastern time on Radio.com. That's uh, t- 9 a.m. to 11 Central time. Ross, how you been, buddy? Bill, I am fantastic, and I was so fired up when uh, they reached out to me to come on to your show today. Because? Well, I told you this before, but I mean, every time I'm on the show, certainly when I see you in person at the Super Bowl, you got a big reach, man. I mean, we've, we've <laughs> talked before about myfrontpagestory.com, and I know it's yep. the holidays, so people are looking for a great gift, and... You can literally have the most amazing story ever written for a loved one right now at myfrontpagestory.com. But what's funny about it, I've told you about that before. What's funny about it, though, is I'm telling you, like, when we find out from our, our customers who has actually, like, where they heard from us, it's like Jim Rome or it's a bunch of national shows, and it's Bill Michaels. So I know you're not national, but... You must have every darn radio station in the state of Wisconsin because by far the most in terms of local that people mention, it's the Bill Michaels show. So I I love when you have me on, especially this time of year or any time of year when it's a good time to get a story for a loved one from myfrontpagestory.com. It is uh, when you and I first saw, I saw that down at the Super Bowl a couple of years ago and you were telling me about it and we had people that had actually gotten it that reached out to me they said it was one of the coolest things they'd ever done they didn't even know 
uh, when your writers reach out to them and say, you know, tell me a little bit about your loved one, about your kid, about, you know, whatever it happened to be, and then send us a picture, they said it was the most amazing thing when they got the story back. It was like somebody had reached into their heart and written the story that they could not put into words better themselves. So it, it is an unbelievably cool gift. He's absolutely right. Myfrontpagestory.com. And if you want, say, for your mother, for your father, for your loved one, your significant other, for your kids, whatever it happens to be, it, it's a tremendous gift, and it's unique to only you. So that's the best part about it. You are 100% correct. So my assumption is that Brian Gutekinds, the GM of the Packers, reached out to you about MyFrontPageStory.com and wrote a love letter to David Bakhtiari in the tune of $105 million bucks. So, which he can uh, he can afford to do now. But uh, that being said, give me your thoughts when you start signing linemen to record-breaking deals. Well, let me let me. I want to take a step back real quick. So, correct me if I'm wrong, but Bakhtiari had not played in the two prior games, correct? Correct. And so this was his first game back from the injury. Correct. Okay. So. You know, and, and they've never disclosed what it is, right? Uh, no, he had a broke. He had broken ribs. Okay. Well, he had some the, rib the injury, reason yeah. why I say that is because I'm not saying this is the situation with Bakhtiari, but what I will tell you is, in my experience as a player and since, there are certain situations where a guy has an injury, and he knows that. Maybe he could fight through it and go out and play with the injury, but that he wouldn't be able to play as effectively. And so, number one, not only would he be in tremendous pain playing through it, but number two, it would actually hurt his stock. It would would hurt his market value because people would see him out there not playing as well. And the reality is you can hear through the grapevines, oh, yeah, he had some rib issues or he had this. Nobody really cares, Bill. I mean, when you're right. – this is the reality. I know guys that play with, like, fractured hips. When you're inside the white lines, nobody gives you the benefit of the doubt because you were hurt. Nobody's like, yeah, but he had – nope, they don't care. They just watch the tape, and if you're out there, you're saying you're good enough to be out there. So the timing of it with him coming back for the third game and getting the contract extension right before he actually took the field or the night before, I am quite sure there were some conversations going on about, hey, if I'm going to go out there and do this, if I'm going to play with these cracked ribs and I might not be as good as I normally am, I, I want to get competent. I, I want the financial security now of going out there and doing this because I'm going to hurt my market value and what am I doing here? So I don't know that that happened. But in my mind, something like that happened. I wouldn't put it past him. I, absolutely. I mean, he said that during the uh, the injury break, so to speak, it gave him time to work with the team because he knew he wasn't practicing to where he could then go ahead and concentrate on getting the deal done so he didn't have to deal with it during the week while he was trying to prepare for whatever opponent he happened to be uh, facing that week. So, uh, no, I, I well, look, that, timing that, is everything. That sounds good until – he practiced last week getting ready for the Jacksonville Jaguars, and the contract was signed Saturday night. It was. It was signed in the midnight. He said about 11 o'clock at night is when they finally got the deal done. So no, And, and the fact that he came out and said, look, I wanted to be the highest-paid player, the NFL, highest-paid NFL offensive lineman in history. 
That's what he wanted. He said, you know, they always say, well, then it's not about the money. You want to win on top of it. But this was clearly about, I want the big contract. I want the money. I want to get locked up. Okay, now I'm going to give you my all like I've always given you. Yeah, and you know what? He deserves it. He's awesome. He was a tremendous fourth-round pick. And that's that's the way it works. I mean, you know, when when the when one of the top three or four guys, when it's their turn, they leapfrog whatever the guy got before them. Uh, Want to ask you about the NFC because the Packers get the win; they go to seven and two. Everybody in the NFC West is now six and three. The Packers have beaten the Saints. They got beat by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but the Buccaneers have one one more loss than what the Packers do. Packers are on top of the NFC. Tell me how wide open the NFC is in your eyes. Well, it's pretty wide open in the sense that there's a bunch of teams I could see actually winning it, unlike the AFC, where I'd be surprised if it were someone other than Pittsburgh or Kansas City. But I will say, Bill, and I'm not just saying this because I'm on with you, I, I think there's a, I, I think it's likely that the Packers will be the number one seed, which if you're the Packers fans, then you're, you should be rooting even more that there aren't any postponements or cancellations because the number one seed this year would be gigantic. It'd be the only one that would get a bye. So everybody else has to play three games. Meanwhile, the Packers are just playing two home games at Lambeau. But you look at it, the NFC West, I mean, those teams are all battling each other. Rams, Cardinals, Seahawks, it's going to be tough to get the number one seed out of there. And then the, the NFC, uh, NFC East we know about. NFC South, you know, now the Saints lose Breeze. That's tough. They're not going to be as good. Bucks already have an extra loss that the Packers don't. And, you know, they don't play each other anymore, so that helps the Bucks, I guess, a little bit. But you look at the Packers' schedule, this Colts game – is gigantic because after that they're going to be favored and probably favored by by a decent amount in every game they play that doesn't mean they'll win them all you know they almost lost to jacksonville the other day but if they could get this one and i i you know i I think they've got a, a decent shot to do it i'm a little surprised that they're the underdogs that would be huge for the packers i mean at this point they're going to be 12 and 4 worst case scenario i mean and there's a really good chance that they sort of, you know, let's, let's, let's play a little bit more conservative. Let's say they lose to the Colts or they lose one other game. 13-3, and three, back-to-back 13-3 and three, uh, years to start his career for Matt LaFleur. Pretty darn impressive, man, but that's the direction the Packers are going. I uh, wanted to ask you about this, and we're talking with Ross Tucker, our NFL Radio.com NFL insider, but the, the Packers you had mentioned, they kind of barely get by Jacksonville. And I had said at the time, for people that were poo-pooing the win, I said, look, Tampa Bay's head clunkers. Uh, you, you had a, a team like Seattle barely got past a, a bad Dallas Cowboys team. I mean, everybody's got one of those where you should win by a lot, and they don't. So it, you tell me, as a guy that's been in the trenches, when you get a win, whether or not you're supposed to win by 13 or more because of the spread or whether you win less, what does it mean? Anything? Yeah, I mean, I, I think – you can go two ways with that, obviously, but I think the positives for Green Bay would be they didn't play great and they still won. So you're able to get that win, but also sort of a wake-up call and a bunch of corrections that they need to make to improve on. And they had some fluke things happen. I mean, you know, the punt return for a touchdown, the punter for Jacksonville was all – I mean, special teams, obviously, they have a lot of corrections they need to make there. 
And, you know, give Jacksonville credit. They actually came out. They fought. They certainly played better defensively than I thought they would. Uh, but I wouldn't put too much into it. I mean, you never have to apologize for a win in the NFL. And I often think that teams that win even when they don't play great and have a couple things like that go against them, that's actually the sign of a good team. Um, Tampa Bay, if you had to put one through four top teams in the NFC right now, how would you power rank them? Healthy Breeze. So assuming he comes back in like three or four weeks, I would go Saints one, Bucks two, Packers three, and man, I don't know. I mean, four, five, six are all the NFC West teams, and you can put them in any in any category you want. I mean, you can put them in any order you want, but mm-hmm. I do think the two best, most complete football teams are the two NFC South teams, but I think the Packers are going to be the number one seed and have a, a much better path to the Super Bowl than are the Saints or the Bucks. And I, uh, I, I, nobody's really talking a lot about the Rams, even though the Seahawks have been kind of the top dog out in the West for a while now. But the Rams defensively just look so strong right now, and that's a team that uh, that that's a team that if the Packers face down the road would scare me as well. Ross, always good. It's called myfrontpagestory.com. I'm sure we'll get you on before Christmas, but uh, I put links up to it on Twitter and over on the Facebook account if people are uh, kind of wondering what we're talking about, so they could see what it is. Well, I really appreciate that, Bill. And like I said, man, I, you, you're on. You're the you're my number one local guy. So anytime I can go, on, anytime <laughs> I get a, somebody to reach out about, I'm like, yes, Bill, let's do it. Let's do it. Absolutely, Ross. Always a pleasure, pal. We'll talk later down the road. Okay. All right. See you, Bill. There you go. Ross Tucker, our Radio.com Sports Insider, NFL Insider. Uh, brought to you by our friends at Mercedes-Benz Vans. Uh, Mercedes-Benz Van, find out how far an extra mile really goes. You can check them out on the Daily Betting Podcast, Bet Sweats, live every weekday from a 9 to 11 Central Time. That's on Radio.com. That's a Radio.com insider as well. So good stuff uh, from Ross Tucker. He said, look, uh, Packers are going to have the number one seed, but everybody else is fighting for that spot. Packers will have the one. And maybe an upset happens and the Packers end up with a matchup that's favorable to them, but not going to be an easy road by any stretch of the imagination. Think about this. The Packers, had the Bears actually turned out to be something, that might have been a couple of tough spots. Packers are past the Vikings. They got the Detroit Lions left. They got two with the Bears. Obviously, the game this weekend is big for them if they get this win. And then after that, I think the only other team that would give them a real um, run for their money might be Tennessee. That comes in the second to last week of the season as the Bears uh, are the final game of the season. So there you go. So, you know, when you think about the, the competition for the Green Bay Packers, 12-4, and four, he's right, probably worst-case scenario before it's all said and done. Uh, let's do this. We'll step away when we come back. We're going to hear from the Packers head coach, Matt LaFleur, this portion of the program being brought to you by our good friends over there at Epoxy Flooring Done Right. Sean and the gang, do it right at epoxyflooringdoneright.com. That's epoxyflooringdoneright.com. You can see for yourself whether it's epoxy flooring, polyurea coating, uh, they lifetime warranty the stuff, and it's fantastic, different colors, different finishes, you name it, whether you're a homeowner, industrial, or maybe you are a business owner looking for a showroom. You can redo those in so many different fashions, so many different ways, and they do absolutely great work. Go to epoxyflooringdoneright.com. That is epoxyflooringdoneright.com. Head coach, Green Bay Packers, Matt LaFleur, next. Border to Border, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. 
reminder, coming up on Thursday night, 6 to 8, on many of these same stations, it's brought to you by our friends at Bud Light Seltzer. the Bill Michaels Huddle, 6 to 8. Andy Herman and Ross Uglum of the Pack-A-Day podcast, PackerReport.com, going to be joining us on the panel again. We're going to have a good time getting you ready for that Indianapolis contest coming up this Sunday. Don't forget that game was flexed. It is a 325 start, not a noon kickoff. 325 at Indy, taking on the Colts this Sunday. And then after the game, it's going to be uh, the Green and Gold postgame show. Gary Ellerson and I are going to break it down for you. But Thursday night, it's the Bill Michaels Huddle presented by Bud Light Seltzer. Unquestionably good. Go to BudLight.com. Cranberry, grapefruit, pineapple, strawberry. They got it all with no lingering aftertaste and only 100 calories. That's our friends at Bud Light Seltzer. So um, Matt LaFleur, talking to the media, uh, was asked first and foremost, uh, look, he had a big game, career high in yardage. Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Showing improvement. I thought Marquez made some nice plays. I mean, he was flying off the ball on the keeper on that low cross, and Aaron threw a great ball to him, and shoot, I think we got 30-some yards, and that's rare, and that's a credit to just his speed and, and attacking it and catching the ball with his hand. So is there a play specifically when you talk about Marquez Vettis-Scantling that stands out from this past Sunday? The most impressive play from a receiving standpoint was the bubble we threw him late on the go-ahead scoring drive. Just the finish that he showed with two defenders closing in on him, his ability to to split those guys and you know pick up extra yardage. I thought that was big time of him. So LaFleur also stated, we talked about the defense after the ball game, and many wanted to point the finger at the defense for, for whatever reason, but LaFleur said, look, the, the defense did some good and some not so good when it was first and 20 and it was actually on their touchdown drive after a holding penalty, you know, where they get in 12 yards and we're light in the box and, you know, we get a missed assignment in there and they get 12 yards in a play that you would like to only surrender like four yards. So there was some good and there was a lot of stuff that we need to clean up and, and we still got to continue to make progress. And uh, it needs to happen sooner rather than later. In the meantime, uh, he again discusses the fact that uh, this team, you know, comes out at home and is flat. They don't have that energy. You know, I think a lot of times you get probably emotional maybe after a game when things don't go as well as you had planned. I don't think it was necessarily, especially after talking to a lot of people, I don't know if it was necessarily as bad as maybe I made it out to be. I do think there's still a lot more room for improvement, and it's it's everybody. He did say that uh, the issues, though, they are more than just kind of the, uh, the the lack of energy. I really think a lot of our issues stem from lack of execution because if you look back and once you get a chance to reflect and think about the week, I do think our guys were having fun. I thought they were into it throughout the course of the week, bringing great energy, positive energy, and that's what we need. And at the same time, still be critical and be real with yourself in terms of what do we have to work on. And the struggles uh, on on third and, and long has been relatively easy for this team, but the struggles on third and three or less, it's it's you know running the football hasn't been easy, and they have struggled on those uh, particular scenarios.
You know, I, I will say that there were a couple plays where certainly you're always going to be critical and, and there's a handful of plays that you're, you're going to wish you had back as a play caller. No doubt about it. That happens every week, even sometimes when the play's successful. Maybe it, it doesn't necessarily work out the way you intended it to and somebody just made an unbelievable play. And, and that's why I think it's important to always be process driven. And in addition to that, he said there's a variety of reasons for not succeeding on third and short, and pretty much execution's a big part of it. Certainly, there were a couple of play calls I'd love to have back, and then there were some situations where we flat have to execute better. You cannot have, especially when you're talking in those short yardage situations, those are critical mistakes if people don't execute their job the right way. Also, uh, when he talks about the play of the secondary, the play of the secondary, they did it without Kevin King, did it without Jair Alexander this past Sunday. Specifically in the past game, they were asked to play a lot of man coverage, and I thought they held their own. So that's always encouraging to see young guys or guys maybe that don't get the opportunities that some of these other guys get to go out there and be successful. That's certainly uh, encouraging, and it gives you more confidence in their ability to go out there. Secondary did have its issues, though, no doubt. Look in the run game. I thought Jacksonville's receivers were doing a nice job going down, cracking our safeties, and our crack replaced corners weren't always in position to make the tackle. We were too far off, and it led to some big runs. So, again, there's a lot of room for improvement in those situations. Then he's got some guys that uh, have been on that you know COVID list and such, and and uh, he talks about the team itself and uh, the intensive protocol. There's certainly a lot of measures that we're going to continue to move forward with in terms of how we go and conduct our business on a daily basis. We know how important it is to have everybody available. And when you look at some of these close contacts and and losing a guy like Jamal Williams or Kamal Martin, uh, when we went into that San Francisco game, that was a big deal. So there you go, the head coach of the Green Bay Packers breaking it down with the media about some of the uh, thoughts coming out of the game on Sunday. This portion of the program brought to you by our good friends at Van Horn Automotive. In Van Horn Automotive, they want to buy your car. If you've got a vehicle right now, you need some extra cash. Maybe you just want to get out of your loan. Whatever it happens to be, they're willing to buy it. You go in, get that Kelly Blue Book fair appraisal value. They're happy to, to write it up for you with no pressure of buying another vehicle. However, if you're looking for a new car, maybe you're looking for a, a used car, stop into the stores because they're they're cleaning them constantly, sanitizing them constantly to make sure that you're safe if you want to get that new car smell. Otherwise, you can do everything online. You can go to VanHornAuto.com. That's VanHornAuto.com. And uh, buy new, buy used. You can find a car, locate your car. You can finance a car. You can finance even service on your car. If that check engine light's going off and it's unexpected, and you don't have the money right now, you can still finance that. So there's so many things you can do online right now at VanHornAuto.com. And don't forget, they're family-born, they're employee-owned, which means everybody there has skin in the game. I've done it now with them four different occasions. I would love the experience each and every time, whether it's my trucks uh, at the truck center that I got in Plymouth, whether it's the Genesis that I got up at the dealership in Sheboygan. What They got the dealerships, by the way, everywhere in the state of Wisconsin and over in Iowa. They continue to grow and get bigger and stronger and better. So, again, go to VanHornAuto.com. That's VanHornAuto.com. And uh, tell them we sent you because they're just really, really good people over there. Let's do this. We'll step away. We'll take a quick break. Big news last night regarding the Milwaukee Bucks. 
big trades. Eric Name of the Athletic, our uh, Milwaukee basketball insider. He is. You're going to hear that conversation. He's been all over. You're going to hear that conversation about the future, about this team, about Giannis signing a supermax. All of that coming up next on the Bill Michael Show. Sixteen stations strong. The Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Welcome back. Glad to have you. Hopefully you're enjoying your day as the Bill Michael Show continues on. The Bucks making a big deal last night. Big deal last night. In case you were sleeping under a rock, it is, uh, I'll tell you this, uh, they get Drew Holiday for Eric Bledsoe, George Hill, and three first-round picks. They also then go out and get Bogdan Bogdanovich uh, for Dante DiVincenzo, Irsan Ilyasov, and DJ Wilson. And they have gotten dramatically better when it comes to offensive shooting. They've got a lockdown defender. You've got numerous options inside and outside now. You've got to bolster the, uh, the, the bullpen, so to speak. You've got to bring some of the guys off the bench, and you've got to add a little depth there. But uh, when it comes to the Bucks uh, late in a contest, specifically in the postseason, saying to yourself, who's going to take that game-winning shot? Now you got options. Now you got some <laughs> options, and you got guys that are good. So, And, man, oh, man, when, uh, when you look at a guy like John Horst, and he says just the other day, it's going to be an exciting week. Uh, boy, he, he wasn't lying. Eric Name at The Athletic, uh, our Milwaukee basketball insider, he wasn't lying at all, was he? <laughs> Yeah, man. I mean, it was it was just kind of funny to watch him yesterday answering that question for me about you know this week and how you try to manage it and you know just the just the idea that uh, John Horse is not uh, the most uh, kind of guy. That that isn't a move that he would make. It isn't it isn't him that would you know kind of call his shot. But there he is. You know, smiling, saying it'll be a fun, exciting, hopefully very newsworthy period of time here for Bucks basketball. And then, you know, sure enough, that night, there it is. So, yeah, uh, you wonder exactly what he knew, if it was more, you know, optimism or just hope or blind faith or, or whatever it was. But, you know, he was confident in the morning. And then uh, once it got to the night, he, he managed to pull off a, a number of just big moves. So tell me what you think of the moves. Let's start with with uh, you know Drew first and 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 go with that move. Now they've got a lockdown defender. Drew Holiday is a scorer. He's a guy that uh, you probably feel. We always ask, who do you want to take the last shot? If indeed it comes down to that, short of Giannis going down the lane, and this is a guy that can take the last shot, in my opinion. Yeah, I I think what's interesting about him is that you know. With Eric Bledsoe the last couple of years, he just hasn't been good enough in the postseason. And, you know, with that, you always hear from people like me, you know, Eric Bledsoe has a lot of his value defensively. He can really defend, and, and that's kind of what you have to count on. Holiday is actually a better point guard defender than Bledsoe is. So you're getting better defense, which is, is really saying something because Bledsoe is so good defensively. And then offensively, you're getting a guy that's a lot more comfortable with the ball in his hands, a lot more comfortable in the pick and roll, a lot more comfortable creating 
trying to get to the rack. Uh, and then on top of that, he's someone that can really shoot the basketball better than Bledsoe as well. And, you know, the, the percentages aren't a huge difference. You're looking at, you know, like a 34% three-point shooter to a 36% three-point shooter. But what the big difference is, is Holiday actually makes and takes catch-and-shoot threes, and those just aren't in Eric Bledsoe's, uh, you know, kind of offensive profile. It's just not what he does. So you get that guy that can make that shot, and he's not afraid to take that big shot. And, you know, I think one of the big things that people point to with Drew Holiday is you go back a couple of years, you go back to the 17-18 playoffs when he's going head-to-head with the Warriors. They ended up losing that series in five games, but it's him and Anthony Davis against Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Kevin Durant, and, you know, Drew Holiday's covering Durant on one end, making an offense happen on the other end. And, you know, it's just this, this player that can kind of do it all and, and somebody that I think, you know, can really help lift up the the floor of this team and then also lift up the ceiling he really can help you in all the ways that you know Eric Bledsoe has struggled over the years he can do those things in the postseason for you I uh I also look at the fact that he plays better in the postseason if you look at his numbers his numbers actually his percentages go up he has been kind of that guy that yeah he's been a lockdown defender and an all-star in the regular season but man, he really lights it up when it comes to the postseason, which is something that the Bucks desperately needed. Absolutely, and and that's really been the tough thing with Bledsoe because you you would see him struggle in the postseason, and then the regular season would come around, and you think, oh, you know, maybe he found his sea legs, maybe you know he found ways to affect the game a little bit differently, and you saw him play slightly differently, and you thought, you know what, he's got to figure it out now, and then he'd get to the postseason and he'd struggle again, and. You know, it was just really tough to watch year over year because no matter what he did during the regular season, you just didn't believe he was going to have it in the postseason. Now with him out and you bring in Holiday, that is a big thing that, you know, he has had some of that postseason experience. He has been able to, you know, kind of show people that he can step his game up when it matters. And for this Bucks team, that is hugely important. They need those type of guys. They need those guys that are not afraid of the moment. Talking with Eric Name, uh, Milwaukee basketball insider for The Athletic. You can find him on Twitter, at Eric underscore name. Now you throw into the mix Bogdanovich as, Bogdanovich as well, and now you've got an additional score. You throw in Brooke Lopez as your rim defender, Chris Middleton. Pick your poison when you start uh, talking about guys to defend on this team, right? Yeah, I mean, this is – you look around the rest of the league – this has to be up there with the best starting lineups in the league. And I mean, it depends what you think of some of the role players on some of the other teams with stars, but you know, you go one through five on this roster and all five guys that they are going to start this year can create their own offense, can create their own shot. And, you know, you mentioned Bogdanovich. He's a guy that shoots 38% from the three point line on seven, three point attempts per game. So he really gets it up. That number would have led the, the bucks this past season from a volume perspective He's not afraid to shoot him, and now those shots are going to be more open. He, he was one of the main offensive guys for the Kings, and now he's going to be more of a role player. He's going to get a chance to you know, be a little bit more complimentary rather than be in that primary creation role. And then on top of it, he's not just a shooter. If you close him out too hard, he can get to the rack. If you close him out too hard, he can make a pass. He's just a really nice player, and, and I think with both him – and Holiday, you are seeing you know better shooters, better offensive players. But 
there is a level of feel with those two guys where they just kind of understand what is going on on the floor. They understand how to play off of each other. And, you know, I think once those five guys really get together and really start to, you know, understand each other's idiosyncrasies, you're going to have a really tough basketball team to try to stop in the postseason. So uh, there's been conflicting reports about what the Bucks are actually getting and the second-rounders and such. Uh, can you kind of clear that up? Yeah, so the Bucks are acquiring the number 42 pick and the number 60 pick uh, in tomorrow night's draft. So those picks will come from the Pelicans. Obviously, the Bucks are giving up the, the three first-rounders as well as the two pick swaps. So, uh, you know, you're really looking at the Bucks giving away uh i mean it's it's a serious serious package but you know those two second rounders can be pretty nice for the bucks here because they have very little money and they've got a whole bunch of roster spots to fill they have just seven players on the roster once the trades go down on friday so you know the bucks are gonna have to find a way to do it cheaply and there is literally not a cheaper player to sign in the world than a second round pick so using two of those guys to kind of help fill out the roster and do it in a cheap way could end up being really helpful. And, you know, this is a pretty flat draft where, you know, once you get to 20, I mean, there's a, a plenty of people that think there isn't a ton of difference in this draft between 20 and 42 that, you know, maybe you can find a real difference maker at that 42 spot. So we will see what ends up happening tomorrow night and, and who they might go after. Um, that was going to be my next question. The one thing about this team is they've had some quality bench depth uh, over the years. Uh, a guy like Dante DiVincenzo really hit during the regular season, did not hit in the postseason. I really like George Hill and the fact that he's been kind of coming out of that pop system. He's been a guy that's been kind of that coach on the floor, and he's also been somewhat of a steadying influence. Don't have that anymore. So while I love the moves, and I'm not, I'm not negating anything, you do have some bench depth to be concerned about a little bit now, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, kind of looking at those picks, I'm really curious at 42, there's there's a batch of older point guards. Um, and when I say older, I mean, it's still 22 years old. But that's kind of what they're viewed as draft prospects. You know, if you're a senior, then, you know, you're an old man. But, you know, you look at a couple of those guys, there's Cassius Winston, who I think is just maybe – the best floor general in the entire country that was at Michigan State this last year. A guy like Peyton Pritchard that was out at Oregon putting up really big numbers. Part of me wonders if those guys end up falling to you, you know, in a spot where they can fill in pretty quickly as a backup point guard. And, and maybe they're never going to be a starter or maybe they're never going to be a star player, but they can contribute pretty quickly and they can do so on, you know, a pretty cheap contract. So uh, to me, that's, that's kind of maybe the inefficiency. That's maybe the spot where the Bucks can find somebody. If you're looking at some of those older prospects or, you know, if John Horst really wants to get crazy, this was a really weird draft cycle where, you know, there could be some 19 year olds in that range that have fallen, have not had the, the pre-draft process that they would want and, you know, didn't get to rise up a draft board like they were kind of hoping and still want to go to the NBA. So maybe there's an upside play there, too. So I, I don't know. It's, it's interesting to see the Bucks move down to that spot because I think there, there's probably a couple of players that could fall to 42 where the Bucks are going to be pretty interested. 
Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be an interesting draft, but I, I think everybody can uh, agree we're excited about what the Bucks have done and what John Horst has done and being a general manager. When we keep talking about GMs wanting to go for it, uh, he's clearly pushing chips to the middle of the table. Now my next question is, and this is then I'll let you go, but you would assume then this is the move and these are the moves that tells Giannis we're going for it, sign the damn thing, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think if there was any doubt, which I really don't think there was, I think Giannis was going to sign this thing. I mean, the Bucks. Could, I think the Bucks could have brought back the exact same roster next year, and Giannis still signs this thing. It's an eighty million dollar difference between what another team can sign him to and what the Bucks can sign him to. People don't turn down that contract in the NBA. We just haven't seen it. So I think he would have signed it anyways, but. It's exactly what you're talking about. I don't know if that means it's the cherry on top or whatever it might be, but this is kind of that final stamp that says, yeah, man, we're in it, we're ready to go, and we're going to go win a championship. And uh, I think if if you're Giannis Dedekumbo looking on from Greece, uh, you know, waking up to that, I guess that would have been morning uh, in Greece when, when all this would have happened last night. So, you know, you wake up to that, have a cup of coffee, and, you know, you're having yourself a nice little day. So um, I think that really was, I think they were confident going into it, but I think what they did last night helps kind of put that, that final seal on it and, and say, let's get this thing done. There you have it. That is Eric Name in the Athletic uh, joining us a little bit earlier today and giving you the breakdown as the pack, or as I should say, as the Bucks make some moves and, and get a whole lot better whole lot better, and we would expect Giannis, at least I do, I don't know how you feel, but I expect Giannis to sign that Supermax and to say that this uh, franchise is doing everything they can to put themselves into a cha- not just a column, but a championship column. Let's do this. We'll step away, we'll come back, and uh, we'll kind of wrap things up next on the Bill Michael Show. Everywhere in Wisconsin, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Now, a green and gold update brought to you by Concordia University, Wisconsin Veterans Services Department. Learn how to use your military benefits at cuw.edu slash veterans. In Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers return to practice tomorrow to prepare for a road trip to Indy to play the Colts. Green Bay receiver Marquez Valdez-Scantling leads the NFL in yards per catch following that 78-yard touchdown against the Jaguars on Sunday. Uh, the pre- Previous play we had through a quick out route to Devontae and I had run a go route play and I see I can get behind him. He wasn't really um, respecting the deep and so I you know, went back to the huddle and told Aaron um, that you know I can get behind him. You know, the next play we had him through a go ball. Details are out on that four-year $105 million deal on left tackle David Bakhtiari making him the highest paid offensive lineman ever in the NFL. That was something that I've been chasing for a while and having the talks with my family. I always wanted to say that I was the highest paid offensive lineman in full history, and today in full history, I get to say that. And Packers GM Brian Gudikin says the deal with Bakhtiari helps them determine who else they can sign in the next year. Um, as we move forward into 21, which is going to be a challenging year for everyone in the National Football League, but this will give us a little bit more flexibility to uh, to move forward. That's Packers GM Brian Gudikinst in Green Bay. I'm Mike Clemens on the Bill Michaels Show. Welcome back. Final segment of the Bill Michaels Show. And a reminder, uh, coming up tomorrow, we got some big stuff tomorrow. Tomorrow, we're going to talk about the NFC. 
We got college hoops to get into as the Badgers uh, ranked in the top ten. By the way, the only Big Ten program to have both football and basketball in the top ten. Uh, Dan Dockich is going to join us tomorrow. We're going to talk with him. Uh, in addition to that, uh, we're going to talk some uh, baseball, especially down in Chicago. Bruce Levine is going to be joining us. And uh, so we'll be talking with him. Uh, Marcus Camby is going to be. Remember Marcus Camby? Marcus Camby is going to be here as well. We're going to talk with him, former NBA center. And uh, we'll talk some Colts. We'll, we'll talk with Colts as well because Dan Dockage is from Indianapolis. But we're also going to talk Colts. The former Badger running back, Jonathan Taylor, is going to be here tomorrow as well. So in addition to that, I mean, that's, that's just the rundown. And then beyond that, we're going to have uh, the uh, uh, Zach Gelb is going to be here tomorrow as well. I mean, we got a full lineup. Full lineup. Austin Gale is going to be here tomorrow. we got all kinds of stuff coming up tomorrow. So tomorrow is going to be a big stocked show. I'm looking forward to this. We're going to get the lowdown via Indianapolis. So it's going to be uh, it's going to be good stuff. Dan Dockett's talking uh, college and uh, Indy. And then Jonathan Taylor, the former running back. We'll get the lowdown on the Colts. Colts are a good football team. And this is probably, if uh, the Packers win this game, this is that other signature win. They already beat New Orleans in New Orleans. Okay. This is the other signature win. Remember, New Orleans only has two losses on the season, so that was a good win for the Packers. So this will be the next signature win for the Green Bay Packers as uh, they kind of try to stack the resume, so to speak. Because really, when you think about it, they got the Bears twice. Then they've got, uh, after uh, the Colts, they got the Bears. Then Philadelphia. We know Philadelphia's not a good team. Then at Detroit. Even though Detroit's not a good win if they get it, it's still at Detroit. It's been a place that the Packers have traditionally not played real well or at least have always been given a game. Then they've got the Carolina Panthers. Then Tennessee comes a-calling, and that will be another good contest for the Packers and then the Bears to end the season, and then uh, the postseason begins after that. So uh, we'll get into this discussion regarding the NFC coming up tomorrow on the program. So good stuff today. You're excited if you're a Bucks fan. You're waiting for uh, Giannis to uh, whatever he needs to do, whether it's DocuSign or fly home and sign that Supermax, but now that's the next chip to fall, and then all is right with the world. So cross your fingers and hope, and we'll be back at it again tomorrow. Talking some NFC, talking some Packers football, college hoops, you name it. We got it all coming up tomorrow. Time for us to get out of here. Have a good one. Soup. Wisconsin wide, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love. Hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. 
Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. A left 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.